Welcome, dear listener, to another Geeking On Sportscast. As always, my name is Kieran, and joined today, today again, my good friend Alex. Thank you for being here. Ayo. Ayo, indeed. Now, it's been a slow start for certain teams. It's been a fast start for other teams. Um, the first week and a half of NHL has been a lot of fun. Um, there, there's been some moments where, you know, there's been a lot of angst where a lot of players have entered the COVID protocol list. And there's not much you can do about that, but, you know, you just hope that they're all right. They don't contract COVID and they don't contract it to their family or pass it along to their family if they do get it. Um, but yeah, let's, let's, let's dig right into this. Atlantic division has been, well, I mean, I don't think we really saw what the, well, I mean, it's, it's like, like we said before, it's, it's the first week and a half, but some of the teams that are doing well and some of the teams that are doing poorly, we, we didn't really think about that and okay so of course six games through the 82 season 82 game season that doesn't say too much but after six games buffalo sabers are second detroit red wings are third tampa has a slow start where they're playing they've played seven games they're three three and one so that's not the dominant tampa bay that you'd normally think of granted they did lose a lot of players in savard coldman kucherov's out with injury um, Yanni Gourd, so they did lose a lot of players, but you still, you know, factor in this team being much better than they are right now. But I think the real surprise Toronto Maple Leafs are third last, and the bigger surprise Austin Matthews and Ma- Mitch Marner both have a single point each in six games or seven games. Sorry, one well, point in seven games. Well, Matthews and- missed a couple games to be fair, he, he missed the start of the season, but. Yeah, they've been they've been very underwhelming. And if we look at the Leafs right now, Matthews one point in is it seven games you said? Um, and Matthews, I think, missed the first three or four games and has a goal in about three games. But still, it's um it's very worrisome. I was at the game where Mirazic got hurt. Now they have to play Hutchinson, who's looked really poor. Um, I mean, not to be expected but he played all right last year for them when he when he had to play um their defense has looked really kind of shaky muzzin hasn't looked as well as he has in previous years um it's just been a really bad start and and i think obviously the the big elephant in the room is marner with you know all the playoff i don't know what kind of underperformance he had last year and we can talk I don't want to talk too much about the Amazon documentary but there is the scene where he goes into Dubis's office before game seven and Dubis gives him a pep talk because he I think he he even score a goal maybe he had one goal in the he he didn't he didn't score but he's on like a 17 goal game like goal drought or something like that exactly and had been horrible in that in the in that round against the Habs and obviously they had a dud in game in game seven and he's had a dud ever since um uh, this year so uh now he you know sometimes guys are underperforming we'll talk about the jets you know a team i follow a lot but nikolai ehlers right he had one point in the first six games um or five games for the jets um but he had been playing well like he it wasn't kind of you know sometimes the puck just doesn't go in right and with Marner, he's just really looked atrocious um, and just not himself, right? And that's a worrying sign. Like, you know, you'd think he's too talented for that to be a, a, a long-standing issue for the for the Leafs. 
you'd, you'd like to think that, of course, by the end of the year, he'll have his typical 80 points, 90 point season, but he's not playing very well. And, you know, even the underlying numbers would suggest he's not been playing well. So, yeah, I, I kind of love it as a as a Sens and, and Jets fans. I kind of love when the Leafs are in turmoil and um, it, it's kind of, you know, a little bit of schadenfreude for me. I can't say that word very well. Um, but at the same time, I think it's a reason for concern. It's only six games, but uh, I think Leafs fans should be worried. And I think they are, and 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 rightly so. Well, fans are already throwing jerseys onto the ice rink. So I think the panic has started has already started to settle in. I, I really don't think you need to start panicking. Um, a lot of players have had slow starts. I mean, Nathan McKinnon had a slow start. He he had a great last game, I believe, with I think three points. Uh, Braden Point has a slow start. A lot of players, you know, Elias Pettersson so has, has had a slow start. Um, so, it, I mean, it's not going to write off their season. They're, they're phenomenal players and they'll bounce back. Um, okay. Buffalo Sabres, Detroit Red Wings. That is, is crazy. Buffalo's 4-1-1. One, and one. My dad's a Buffalo fan, so he's been laid <laughs> into me. Um, you know, I mean, you know, he can – he can be happy right now, but yeah. you know, they're going to they're going to start losing at some point, um, especially without Jack Eichel. Just their their center depth is not great, um, and their team in general very young, not not the greatest. So I, I do imagine that they'll start to fall off at some point. And with Detroit, um, <laughs> elephant in the room being Bertuzzi, being I think the only unvaccinated player in the league right now, um, at least the only unvaccinated player in the league that's playing. Yeah. Right yeah, now. Yeah, I believe so. Um, so that's that's interesting. He won't be coming to Canada because of the mandatory two-week isolation. Um, <laughs> so that's brilliant. Um, but yeah, they, they've looked better, although, of, of course, you'd expect them to drop some points. Um, I don't know. If, do you want to add anything there, or should we move on to Sanders? And I, I think I'll just touch upon Buffalo. I cannot believe that their goaltending duo has been so good. I, I just looked at it's Dustin Tokarski who hasn't really been in the league for a while and, you know, has basically been a third goalie when he has been. And he has like a 950 save percentage. Same with the 40-year-old Craig Anderson who couldn't get a yeah. save in his last year. And Otto was all right um, last year for Washington, but still um, he has like a 940 save percentage. I don't really understand what is happening. The one thing I would add is they probably accumulated too many points to to – I think they're too far ahead of Arizona now that Arizona has secured the worst team in the league already. I'd put a bet on that. Um, Obviously kind of a joke, but uh, I think with Detroit, it's less surprising. If you look at their team, obviously I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team, but they have good goaltending. Grace Nedeljkovic have been good goalies, kind of 1A, 1B goalies for a while, uh, less so Nedeljkovic, but Grace has for a while now. Um, if you look at their forwards, obviously Lucas Raymond's really talented player, fourth overall pick in 2020. Moritz Sider looks like a beast, and he, he this is his first year in the league. And then you have guys like Larkin and Bertuzzi who have been playing great. So it, they have a young team with some decent veterans, and if you have good goaltending, you can win games in the league. Now it's, it's still early, but uh, I'm less surprised that they've played well to start. I'm more surprised at Buffalo just because – Honestly, just their goaltending, and obviously they're not probably the one of the second. Um, I think Arizona is the worst team on paper, but they're probably they're definitely second. So, 
Yeah. Uh, Arizona definitely shipped off most of their players. Yeah. Um, before we move off the Atlantic division, you know, okay, some viewers might say, you know, what's happened with Boston? Well, Boston's only played four games and they've won three of them. So they're yeah. they're still doing quite well. It's just they Boston's need to catch up in Boston. terms of games. Yeah. No, exactly. Boston's Bostoning. Yep. Yes, indeed. As much as I hate that. Um, all right, Metropolitan Division. Uh, I, I don't think there's really any. Do you want to talk fighters. about? Do you want to talk about Sens and Habs, or do we save that for later? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, let's, let's do it now. Uh, I guess Habs are, you know, bounce back from their <laughs> amazing run to the playoffs with a one and six start. Brilliant. Yeah. Great um, loss last night for them. Five one against the Kraken. Um, good for the Kraken. Their first home win. Um, uh, do you want to talk about the Habs a little bit? Well, I, I just think losing Dano and, and losing Kutkiniemi was a big loss. I don't think bringing in Dvorak was really going to be that much of a difference. I mean, he's the second-line center. So you're, you're essentially having two second-line centers playing big minutes, and neither Suzuki or Dvorak are great defensive players. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I just I, – I, I think they greatly overachieved in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we saw during parts of last season, it's really like Calgary greatly underachieved for Montreal to be able to make it to the playoffs. No, um, I, I completely agree. Just to add on that, I think you can look at who they missed. Like they're obviously, they lost a no Weber, Kakmiemi, Price. Like, I guess you can say yeah. they replaced two of those guys kind of with maybe well, Savard and... And, but he's not he's not the, he doesn't command the same and he's not as good as well. Weber, even exactly even, you know and he's a good defenseman but he's not crazy Hoffman's played well in the games he's played but then again you know he's an offense he's a one-way player no defense yeah uh, beyond more, the power play he, he's not offering much and uh yeah like I do do I think they're a one in six team no um I, I don't think they're that as bad as their record of course but at the same time, you just worry they they can't score. They just they don't have look up and down their lineup. They there's no high high end players. Caulfield's been really bad to start, which I've actually been a bit surprised, but also kind of makes sense. You know, like he he's he's a great player, but like if well, he's I not think players in the league players. know what he's like, so that yeah. they're gonna be more willing, or they're gonna be more there's gonna be more attention drawn to him. Exactly, and. Um, it just he and they're still so young. Like Suzuki's only twenty two, Caulfield's I think twenty, maybe twenty one. Um, like these are really young guys, and and they're playing the top minutes against the top players, and night in night out, right? And it takes some adjustment. And I I, I mean I trust Suzuki. He, he's been points wise pretty bad so far. I think he's one or two points, but um. Yeah, I, th- I think it just it makes sense that they're having a bad season. And honestly, if I was a Habs fan, as much as it sucks, I'd kind of actually like this as a bad year for us and rebuild. Um, I think the draft this year is supposed to be pretty good. If you get another top-end player back into the system, um, honestly kind of re- replace Cockney-Emmy that you've just lost, I think it'd be a good year for you guys. And you know, with everything that's happened, it's just kind of a throwaway season price. I'm not blaming price, of course, for obviously, I think the mental health thing's incredible on his part and Weber just being so banged up over the years. But it's just a year maybe just you're just going to struggle and next year you might be good and you'll have more, you know, guys coming up through the system. They have a pretty good prospect pool 
another year of development. And um, now moving on to the Sens a little bit, um, I know they have a two and four record had, um, which is obviously not a great record, but they're in all the games. They, they're not really getting destroyed, albeit they've been at home and, and um, they've had a lot of injury. Um, like all their centers have got injured and that was probably their worst um, other than maybe their decor, but like um, organizational depth at that position, you know, they lost Pinto. He's out for a little while. Colin White's basically out for at least half the year. Um, they brought in Gambrill from uh, from San Jose, but he's like a fourth line player. So, um, but they look good. They they're in all the games. They've lost some really kind of fluky puck luck games. Um, I'm not too worried. Like I think if you're a Sens fan, you look at how the team's playing. They're exciting. They're fun to watch. The decor is just as good as advertised. Not that great, but not that bad. Um, just mediocre at best so i think i think they look good and they look promising and i think they're definitely going to have the best season they've had um in the past five years since that cup run so i think it's they look good they're in the games like sure would i want them to be four and two five and one sure but um i wouldn't actually be too upset about how they've played this year they've been look good and they've had goaltending which has been another um source of but then again, Murray's injured again. So after playing really well, so it's just unfortunate. Mm. Well, we'll see how they end up doing. I think you mentioned that they were going to be playoff contenders. So we'll yeah, no, I still, I, I still don't think it's impossible, but I think the, the injuries at key positions has made it like, I think they'll still be able to push at the end, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Cycling through the Metro- metropolitan division. I don't think there's any really any real big surprises here? Of course, the Hurricanes are a fantastic team. Just you know, up and down the lineup, they their their center depth is phenomenal. I mean, I think yeah, Cockney their, their fourth right? line center. Their fourth line center is Derek Stepan, and he could arguably be arguably be a third line. Their third line center is Jordan Stahl. He could be a second line center. Their second line center is who I'm forgetting, um, but their first line is Sebastian Aho. Yeah, and Cockney is on their wing he's not even playing center so there's more center depth there um i am forgetting the second line center i can't remember who it is I'll, I'll figure that. keep going I'll figure yeah it. but the, and then the, defo- the defense core is, is really good with jacob slavin and ethan bear and just a whole slew of really good players really solid nhl caliber players um i think the one big surprise here is, is the islanders not starting off strong Mm-hmm. Um, they have a very good team. They they signed, I believe it was Adam Pellick to an extension. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's a very good defensive uh, defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess, I mean, obviously we're not the most, we, we don't, you know, pay the most attention to the Metropolitan Division, just given our own, you know, teams and whatnot. But they should be bouncing back. I think one team that we mentioned might have some issues were the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, granted, they only played four games, but when you bring so many new players into the system, it can either work or, or it can just really flop. And I, I think we both predicted that it wouldn't really work well. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, I think last, last year I predicted the Rangers to be much better, and I think now we're starting to see the Rangers being a bit better. Uh, although they played one more game than most of the other teams. So it's, it's yeah. not the most indicative. I, um, I, yeah. I will know. say on the Rangers, just they've won a bunch of games. Um, uh, 
that I've the two games I've watched, albeit so it could just be an outlier. But the game they beat against the Sens, I was at the game and they does not deserve to win that game. And I'm not I mean, it showed good character the way they come back, but it was a, a very a lot of fortunate kind of situation to refing injuries uh to obviously murray and stuff like that and then obviously when they beat the leafs um shesterkin had like what 48 saves and just stood mm-hmm. on his head so um i wouldn't say uh, the way their playing's been great but a win's a win um and if you have good goaltending in this league and it seems as though they have shesterkin and gorgiev who look like a really good tandem they didn't last season they didn't look exactly. great last season. i was gonna yeah i was gonna say is that they didn't play well last year and they didn't come that close to making the playoffs this year they have been playing well and obviously you have panarin sabinajad fox like you're gonna score goals you're gonna have that high-end offense um it's interesting they kind of remind me a little bit um when i was prepping for this of the jets last year maybe a bit more complete of the team but the jets last year where they have good goaltending, really high-end offense, but not kind of maybe the best like depth and decors. Um, You know, Truba hasn't looked that great since he's got there. Definitely overpaid for what he's making. 100%. Um, But what I'm just trying to say is, you know, they're they're a decent team. They have a bunch of young guys playing um, that aren't experienced, but I I think they're probably – if they're going to make it on to the playoffs, it's they're going to have a bad Corsi, but or uh, a good Corsi in the sense of they'll have a lot of saves, um, but not a lot of puck control. So, uh, um, I think comparatively to other teams, so I, I think it's good for the Rangers who've had a really weird cup past couple years, and um, with the James Dolan coming in and swooping in, that's been interesting with um, everything, and uh, yeah, so. Good on the Rangers. And, I mean, I, I guess to cap it off with the Metropolitan Division, you can never count out Penguins, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Washington Capitals so long as both Crosby and Ovechkin are around because they're going to keep that team ticking. Have you – I did you see that game where an AHL team played an NHL team? Did you see that? No. When the Wilkes-Barre, Scranton Penguins beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 7-1? Did you see that? No. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, I'm just making fun because of when the Leafs lost 7-1 to the Penguins, all their Penguins guys were out. So it's all a bunch of AHL players and they kicked their butt. Um, oh my. Yeah. So uh that's why I, I make fun of that. But uh yeah, no, they um I think with the Penguins, they somehow always find a way, even without Crosby, Malk, and Latang, um, to just play really good hockey, next man up attitude and really well coached and um i watched uh the capitals um against the Sens on monday night and they looked like an offensive juggernaut um as they always do ovechkin still ovechkin um oh she looks good even without backstrom um obviously carlson and other guys on that team but they look like a really good team so um yeah and they they have that willing win, sorry they have that winning mentality in the heart yeah. to always battle for it, which you don't see a lot of other teams or you don't see a, all the teams having it. It's only, you know, bred in a, a select few teams in the league. Yeah. Um, switching over to the Central Division, I guess, are we surprised by the Blues and Wild doing this well? Or, or is this something that we should have foreseen? Um, with the Blues, I'm pretty surprised, um, honestly. I mean, they still have a good team. They, you know, they added Brandon Saad. They... 
obviously have O'Reilly, Bennington, um, Tory Krug on that team, Justin Falk. Like they have good players. Um, I said Ryan O'Reilly. Tarasenko's back, even though he kind of asked for a trade this summer, which was interesting and didn't get traded. But um, that I'm surprised at. It's obviously I think they're five and zero, which is you know that's impressive. But um, with the Wild, I think I'm not surprised they've been good this year. Um, you look up; they're a very solid team, a lot of depth. Um, mm. I wouldn't say their high end skill is as good as maybe other teams, but Kaprizov's really good. Fiala's really good. Um, I can't. He's always a twenty goal scorer. Erickson X. Erickson X. Dumba, Brodeen, like they, they're just a really good team. Well, their, their decor is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, Talbot's kind of interesting. He's He played really bad in Edmonton after his first year, but he's seemed to have found a really good home in, in Minnesota. He's playing pretty well. Not like, you know, Vesna, but worthy, but he's been a really good goalie for them. So um, I'm a bit more surprised at St. Louis just because they've had a couple down years and and didn't really seem as though they were turning it around right and losing a few players and Vince Dunn Gene Schwartz the Seattle Kraken yeah um, not ideal because those two are pretty good players for them yeah I think one team that we're very surprised by is the Avalanche not starting out strong they've looked rather lost in some ways Mm -hmm. you know Nathan McKinnon hasn't been great Branton has not been great their best players have not been great um, now that's, that's slowly changing as they're starting to, you know, hit their stride, but you know, is this something for them to worry about or is this just like a, a blip in the, in the road? Um, I don't know how you feel about it, but McKinnon basically hasn't, he's played one or two games. I forget. He's played, he's played, I think like three games since he got off the COVID. Yeah. So the start of the season without him, obviously he's definitely, in my opinion, a top five player in the league. Um, on but, but if we're thinking of the Avalanche as a cup contender, surely even with him out of the lineup, you, you, they have to win. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I don't think this team on paper is as talented maybe as last year. You know, they lost Brandon Saad. Um, I don't think Graves. they lost that. Pardon me? Ryan Graves. and Ryan Graves. Um, oh, yeah. That was – yeah. Oh, yeah, he, they did lose him. Uh, that's who I was thinking of, but I forgot – but they're just not as kind of, you know, that's not necessarily a, a, a thing for me to say, oh, they can't make it. Bowen Byram's now like a, a regular for them who's a really good, young, promising pick that they got in the Matt Duchesne trade. Uh, um, and so, yeah, I, I wouldn't be too worried. It's only six games, two and four. You missed your best player for a while. COVID, uncertainty, I think kind of wait a little bit longer if, if they're still – kind of a 500 team in game 25, then I'd be much more worried. But right now I think it's just way too early and and they've had a little bit of uh, difficulty just with COVID and other stuff. Should be interesting to see what they do. Um, obviously Blackhawks, I don't think we, we really anticipated this team being good, although probably a bit better than the I, 0-5. They're, 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 well, they've just, relieve the duties of their GM, but yeah, um, their their former uh organizational uh group thought they were a playoff team as they just traded two first round picks, a high another basically two first round picks and a first round pick they had drafted for Seth yeah. Jones, who is not an analytics darling. 
Um, they got Fleury, who I, I don't think that's a bad – they got him basically for cap space. Um, uh, but they kind of put a lot of all-in moves just to at least be competitive, and they've been, what, 0-5-1. I saw a stat that they had it – they were the first team ever to they start – They haven't led – yeah, for six the first six games of the year or something like that, which is just incredibly sad. Mm-hmm. Um, they're booing their coach at every uh, at every home game. Um, we can I'll talk a bit later just to end the the show about um, the sexual assault, assault stuff a little bit, but yeah, that's just an organization in flux right now. Um, I I feel bad. And if, if, if there's any Hawks fans that want to become sense fans, come on, we actually have an organization that's better somehow. I don't know how this happened because we have Eugene Melnick, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a sad season right now for the Hawks. And I feel bad for Patrick Kane, who's been unbelievable the past couple of years and just can't play on a playoff team. I, I don't particularly feel bad because they won three cups with Patrick Kane. So that's true. you know what they've won. They they had their chance. I couldn't care less. Uh, for the Coyotes, I mean, I think we anticipated this. They gave up Garland. They gave up Oliver Ekman Larson. They gave up Dvorak. They 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 essentially gave up all their good players mm-hmm. for future assets. Yeah. Um, so no real surprise there. They're they're essentially fielding a, an AHL level team. I. It should be a free win there every time you go. Yeah, they're just Um, a bad contract team, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Uh, All right, Winnipeg Jets. So, I mean, this was rough to begin with because obviously Shifley and Wheeler are on the COVID protocol list. You don't have your two best players on the ice. But a little bright spot, Pierre-Luc Dubois has come in strong. He's... Been well. What is this head nodding? I, I think he's been. Well, I mean, if you watched the game last night, if you watched the game last night, he did have an assist, but he literally gave up two horrible giveaways that led to two goals for Anaheim. So okay. he's been. Um, obviously, he's producing point. Like offensively, he's been great. Um, defensively, he's had some, but he's looked good. Offensively, he he's looked like way more of a driver of the play um he's I think he has four goals so far this year I'm, I'm not fully sure if it's four or five but um in six games um his line with uh Connor since um uh Shifley and Wheeler have been out have been really effective he's been offensively way better um I have not felt that he's an upgrade to Patrick Lyonade defensively yet I, I hope I hope that that will happen soon to be fair he is not playing as a center right now um or he actually he, he is and he isn't depending on kind of how they mm. move around the lines um so but he definitely way better than last year just in the sense of well not a not he's a he's an impact player and i think the defensive game will come i mean he is still pretty young he's he's what 22 23 yeah 23. so he's he's still he's still relatively young and getting that part of his game but I, I think where you need to be you know more uh pleased by is is the fact that last season he really was not good anywhere on the ice mm-hmm. whereas now at least he's showing glimpses of what he was in columbus and and what he can be in winnipeg if he if he's a point of game player for the whole year i am not complaining yeah there you go do i think that's going to be the case probably not but um yeah, I, I'd say the one the 
what I've also really liked about this team so far is just Kyle Connor looks really good. Um, On fire. I, I've, you know, I watch obviously a lot of Jets hockey. I, I always felt like he's a bit underrated just because of who he plays with. And he's not kind of a kind of, he doesn't wow you in the same way other players do. Um, just like he's really skilled, but it's not the same kind of, you know, wow factor. There's other players on the team for you to be impressed by. Yeah, I think he just casually gets it done. Yeah. And, you know, I think he has nine points in six games so far. Um, Just been really good scoring. I think he had a hat trick earlier in the season or I think he did. Anyways, but uh, he's been really, really good this year. I'm still worried about the defense. Um, On paper, they're good, but they're giving up a lot of chances. Hellebuck's playing a lot of games uh, like we haven't played Comrie yet. So I'm a bit worried and anxious to see how that works as if it's like, uh, it's like the Leafs a couple years ago where every time they play the backup, they just lost. Um, I don't want that to be the case. Um, I, you can definitely notice how much better we are at getting the puck out of our zone, but when we're actually defending, I don't know how much better we've looked and um, Wheeler and Shifley aren't the greatest defensive players. So I would have liked, to see that we were improving in those games rather than um, getting worse. But uh, yeah. What is the input? How have Brendan Dillon and Nate Schmidt done for your defense core? Brendan Dillon. Um, well, they've both been really good. I think Schmidt has six points in six games. I'm not fully sure. He uh, I'll double check that soon. It's not that for Vancouver. Um, yeah, no, he's been a really good offensive player defensively. Um, he's eh. He's not horrible, but I wouldn't say he's looked lights out. Dylan looks like a really nice, solid kind of four defenseman, you know, just um, decent on the puck just to get it out of the zone, really big body. But I wouldn't say they've looked they've looked like what I kind of thought they'd be um, as much, much better players than last year, but not. Yeah. So Schmidt has six assists in six games um, just for you, uh, Vancouver Canucks fans out there. Yeah. Um, uh, with that cap space, we got Garland. Yeah, exactly. Garland's really good. I, I really like him. But um, yeah, so they, they've they've looked good. They've they've looked fine. But I, I would say I want them to clean up the defensive end. And um, you know, Hellebuck. If you look at his numbers, I still think he's a below nine hundred save percentage, and he's actually played well. It's not like he's been playing poorly or anything. Team so, slowed him down a little bit. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, the season's still early. They're now back above 500. I'm not crazy worried, but um, I'd like to see the def- defense really kind of settle down. And 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 I don't mind if we win more 4-2 games instead of 5 or 6-4 games, um, you know, and uh, really fun win last night. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Ehlers scored two goals in the last minute after we were down 3-2. So um, cool comeback win. So, yeah. There you go. You, you live for those days. Yeah. All right. Switching over to the Pacific Division, I think the main elephant in the room is what the hell happened to the Golden Knights. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can take that if you want, but um, well, yeah. I, I guess. Okay. So <laughs> say that um, they're losing their two best players in Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty. They're, they're both injured for, I, I'm not entirely sure how long they are, but I think Pac- Pacioretty is out for a bit longer than Mark Stone will be. Pacioretty is out for like six weeks or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's not looking well for them. And they've also lost one of their main centers. So that doesn't help. Stevenson? CEO? No, he's playing. He's playing. I think it's like um, 
like Tuck, Alex Tuck, who's like one of their driving also, centers. Also yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they, they've looked underwhelming. Um, honestly, I haven't I haven't yet seen a Golden Knights game, but just based on their their you know what's going on, I, I think it's just a slow start, like like with the Avalanche. Mm-hmm. It's a really good team on paper. Um, they have several players that are going to be on Team Canada and, and Team United States and so on. So you do expect them to be, you know, better down the line. And I mean, of course, they've only played six games, so you expect them to do better. I think the Sharks, that was really interesting. They started off with four wins in a row. Now they've lost two games. Mm-hmm. Um, and truthfully, I don't know how they won four games in a row. I don't, when I look at the team, I don't see much to it other than it's, it's a younger core trying to come through. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they can do. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to slowly, you know, go back to the bottom end of the pack, which is where you're more seeing the, you know, Anaheim Ducks and where the LA Kings are. Of course, Vegas are going to probably jump up. Um, I think Seattle has been underwhelming for the team that they have. I don't think they're a very strong team. Um, well, I think they're a good team, but I don't think they're a two, four, and one team. I think they definitely should be a bit better. So it's a little surprising to see them not, you know, being at that level yet. But when you have a bunch of new players coming together, it can be challenging. Uh, we didn't see that with Vegas when they first became a team. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I also think Seattle has they have a bunch of COVID protocol problems to start. I think right now they've had a few yeah. players that are in COVID protocol. So but um yeah. In general, I don't think you can expect I think we they I think o- after Vegas's you know inaugural season, I think we're we're giving too much uh we're thinking too highly perhaps of what Seattle should be able to accomplish. Yeah, and also like uh there's seven games in, five have been on the road. Um and the thing with this team is I think they're – I don't know if they have enough guys to really score a lot. I don't think they're going to be a good – like a high-scoring team. Their defense seems solid. But the problem is when you're on the road, you don't get the matchups. It's harder, you know, yeah. the team. So, I, I you know, I, I take a bit um, – I think 2-4-1, and one, obviously, they'd want to be better than that. But um, it's still early, and um, I don't – they're not getting kind of blown out or anything like that. I'm sure they'll be fine and be a – a solid team for the rest of the year. Well, speaking about blowing out, Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers are lights out right now. If I'm not mistaken, Connor McDavid has 15 or 16 points in, I believe, six or five games. So he has 13 points in oh. five games. My apologies. Yeah, My big, apologies. Big problem. That's more than two points per game. That is unbelievable. Um, I don't think we need to touch on Edmonton too, too much. I, I think we both anticipated Edmonton being a better team than they were last year, especially with the additions of uh, Slater Cuckoo and, uh, you know, Fogel being a really good player. Hyman has Hyman. been really, really good for the Edmonton Oilers. They're getting better goaltending, although I think, Mike Smith was put on the IR for a little while, but in general, in this, in this uh, group, we anticipated them being a one, two team. So nothing too um, unordinary there. I think the unordinary thing was we both predicted Calgary not doing that well because, you know, of course the last few years, Calgary hasn't done that well. So, you know, every year, 
we say that they're going to do well, but they don't do well. Well, finally, we took our chance and we said they're not going to do well. Yeah. And now they're doing well. So I know we alluded to this in that last season, they were starting to play better hockey under um, oh, Sutter. What's his name? Sutter. Sutter. He, he brought in a new system and he's actually, his system works. Um, and they're not, you know, overusing Markstrom, which they grossly overused them last, last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and their players are starting to hit. They're, they're doing well, and they're getting contributions from every player down the lineup. I think Mangiapane scored, what, three or four goals last game? Uh, so, I don't know, but he had two. Definitely got a hat trick. He definitely got a hat trick. So yeah. he's been really good. And uh, Lindholm has been phenomenal this season. Uh, so, you know, maybe we're finally seeing the Calgary Flames that, you know, have always had a good team on paper but never, you know, produced. Now they're starting to produce. Yes. Yeah, so the leading goal scores in the NHL go Ovechkin, seven goals. Mangiapane, seven goals. There you go. Lindholm, seven goals. So there, there you go. There you go. It says a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They've both been really, really dominant this season. Yes, seven goals and no assist. <laughs> so that's really he scored Canada's golden goal. Was that yep. it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. He Wait, was, no, he was, I think it was Paul. I think it was Paul. No, I think Did Paul assist. I think a Paul assist. I think Mount Giapani scored. Okay. Either he way, he was a beast. He's been really good. Yeah. Undersized, but really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think what you said is right. I think um, they're performing maybe a bit, a bit higher than it's, you know, kind of how good they are, but they should be a really solid team, right? If you look up and down their lineup, their decor looks really good, even without Giordano. Mm-hmm. Um, but they the perhaps top... get more speed without Giordano, and that yeah. could work in our favor. Yeah. And you look at their, you know, top six. Like I'm not saying it's the best in the league, but it's not a bad top six, right? So, and even depth wise, and if Bongiapani becomes more of a second line player than a third line player, then you know that he obviously, you know, I'm not saying he's going to average a goal a game, but. Uh, he definitely, if he can be a 50 point guy, that's a big difference for that team. Right. So, um, and Markstrom, you know, last year was really good, but had no help. And this year he's been with some help as like a Vesna uh, numbers right now, if mm-hmm. the season obviously we're so early, but um, the addition of Blake Coleman as well, he's driving force in the yeah. third line and, uh, and definitely overpaid, but nonetheless, a really good player that brings winning mentality. Yeah, you know, two cups, like right. So sorry for my yawning, but yeah, no, two cups, you know, brings brings some leadership in that room. So um hopefully maybe he solved some of their probable chemistry <laughs> issues. Yeah. So uh yeah. from last year. So they, there seems to be less internal problems with Kachuk as well. So yeah. uh should be should be an interesting season for them. Uh I guess last team, I do want to touch a bit on Vancouver Canucks. Um Honestly, this is more or less where I kind of figured that they'd be. Um, they're getting outshot every single game. I don't really like that. They're getting outworked in a lot of areas. Um, I think, I mean, the, our, our best player so far has been Garland. He's, you know, when the team has been kind of out of it, Garland has been the person who's really brought us back into games by, you know, taking some penalties or bringing down some players and, just being a real menace. He's, he's kind of like Brad Marchand, but not as dirty. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he, he brings it. Like he, He's undersized. He's 5'8", um, but he never gives up. He's mm-hmm. 
like he has, I think eight or nine points in our seven games. So he's been outstanding for us. Um, surprisingly, Oliver Ekman Larson has actually been really good. Um, Tucker Pullman has been really good with Quinn Hughes. He's a good player, um, man. Uh, um, yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. I, mean, I, I was nervous with him being on our first line, but um, you know, so long as Quinn Hughes is able to bounce back to what he was before last season, then I think it, it could work out really well. Um, I would say like, we're not getting enough from our, our high end players. Our, our bottom end are, are putting in the shifts. They're, they're working really hard. Put Colson, although he's not getting the points and Hoaglander aren't getting uh, the points necessarily speaking, uh, but they're bringing a lot of effort into the lineup, which, which has a really positive effect on the other players. Um, we need to start seeing Pedersen being the better player. Mm-hmm. He's not looked great, but uh, of course, like any other big player in the league that started off slow, you expect him to start playing better. Mm-hmm. Um, Brock Besser was out for the first three or four games. So I think we're going to start. I mean, he has been pretty good for the most part. He missed some, he, he should have scored uh, last night, but he, he missed a glaring opportunity, which is unfortunate for, for anyone that, you know, enjoys Canucks. Um but yeah, it's really, we, we need our top players to be a bit more consistent and start doing or start being the players that they're, you know, paid to be, right? Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I, I anticipated this Canucks team being, relatively speaking, where they're at right now. Um, probably better than the Sharks, uh, but should be in that three, four spot, in my opinion, in this division. If they were in other divisions, I think they'd probably be a bit worse. But given the Pacific teams and how uh, undermanned they are, I think they should be in the third or fourth spot. That that makes sense. Like, they're, what, 500 right now? Um, Just a bit bit above 500, but yeah. And and, and they've played a lot of road games, if I'm not mistaken. Like, wasn't there? We had our first home game last night. Yeah. And and you've played seven games this year. So that, uh, that makes, you know, that's obviously tough, you know, especially I think with home versus road, it's less even about the fans. It's more just about matchups, like just last change. Like, I find that I'm not saying it's a, you know, um, the be all end all, but it does definitely kind of. You know, if you don't have McDavid or Drysidel, it hurts uh, <laughs> you, right? So just mm-hmm. when you have guys that you know are going to drive play no matter what. Um, so uh, yeah, no, it makes it makes sense and good for the Canucks just to have a, a solid start after last year, which really went down the wire and it was pretty clear too, right? Just the way they started against the Habs and um, everything else. So good, good for the Canucks. Um, uh, is there anything you else you wanted to add, or uh, we just have a few injuries? You know, Brandon Zutter's out. We're expecting Travis Hamanick to be back in the lineup soon. Uh, Tyler Mott's out. Jason Dickinson is out. So we're missing a lot of our third and fourth line players. But you know, with Abbotsford being close by, it's it's really helpful because um, you know before the the farm team was in Utica, but now the farm team's in Abbotsford, so it's an easy one hour drive, two hour drive. So it's not that bad. If that, um, yeah. And we can pick up players. And actually, our, our the players that we brought in to kind of replace the third and fourth line players, um, you know, we're getting we're getting service because our the Abbotsford team has a lot of high end talent, and in, in in Bailey and Patan, um, Dowling, and, and other and other players that you know 
are fringe NHL players, but definitely really solid AHL players. Mm-hmm. No, that's good, man. I'm I'm glad because last year you were a bit depresso mode for a little bit on those on those Canucks. So I understand. Oh, it, it will be once you know you know bad contracts kick in because <laughs> we haven't seen bad Tyler Myers yet. We haven't seen bad Oliver Ekman Larson yet. We haven't seen bad Tucker Pullman yet. And it, it is really a question of yet because or it's it's not a, like it's going to happen. It's bound to happen. I think um, I think it's more, less so maybe Tucker Tucker Pullman just because he's it, it, he doesn't really get super old in it, but it's um, that Tyler Myers right. I think he has two years left after this year. Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And he's in it now with like 32, 33, Um, I think I believe I could be mistaken. Maybe he's, he's only thirty one. Thirty. I think he's thirty one. Oh, okay. So that actually I don't think is the worst, but. Definitely with OEL, when you have like six years left and he's already 30 or 31, uh, when he turns 35, 36, that might be a much tougher deal. Um, so, yeah, I don't think you're hamstrung completely. I think the only one that I'd be really worried about um, is is OEL and then maybe a little bit with uh, Myers. But it seems as though Myers has had a little bit of a bounce back this year, which is good for you guys. But uh yeah. yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be too worried. Um, I'd just be glad you signed. Most of the guys are signed for a while other than Besser, really. Yeah, Besser, we need to sign next year. But then after that, we need to sign Horvat or, or um, JT Miller. So yeah. in, we, there is cap space that is going to be needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then signing players, like, we didn't need to sign Travis Hamannick if he was going to miss part of the season. We definitely didn't need to sign him for that much, and we didn't need to sign Tucker Pullman for that much either. Yeah. But you know what? It's done. I can only complain about it for so long. Yeah. So we got to move on. Um, and I think that's it for this week's uh, Geeking on Sports cast. So I think next week we might come back with some soccer. There's going to be a lot of international soccer coming up. And, and you know, this this could be the make it or break it for, for Canada if they do really well this, this you know, turn. Um, yeah, we're like two we, weeks away. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to talk about United. I don't want to talk comes by soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about United. That's gonna be uh uh anyways. Yes, we don't we don't need to do that. Alrighty. Uh so thank you, dear listener, for tuning in this week. And again, we'll be back next week and we'll be bring you some new sports. So till then, uh take care and thank you for listening.